Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, July 21st. Of course, this voice you're hearing right now, it's me. It's Javier Reyes, your host of the podcast. That's right. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at uh, LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, hit me, on, hit me up on there with any uh, questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'll do my best to answer them here uh, on the show, or maybe via the email and whatnot. I don't know. It depends. Depends on what your question is. You know what I mean? Might do a mailbag soon. You know, maybe not soon, but after like a couple weeks of the season, we're not. But anyway, uh, today's episode is a really good one, guys. It is part three of my conversation. Part three. This is the first time I think that I've ever had a part three. That's just how much fun it is talking with Mr. Daniel Epstein. That's right. It's just that great. And for part three, we continue our kind of chat on overall storylines in the league and what we're looking forward to this season, this little season preview of ours. And we talk about arguably the biggest one, and that's the Houston Astros. You know, the Houston Nationals and what the baseball landscape is going to look like. You know, so we have a really fun discussion there and goes off in a bunch of different directions. And I think it's really fun. So without further ado, guys, let's go. But now I want to talk about some some general baseball things. I'm going to kick it off with what I alluded to at the beginning, which is, is the Astros hate going to still be there? Right. I don't because it's definitely not in the grand scheme of things that's going on in the world right now important but baseball players absolutely are not necessarily known for caring about what's important (laughs) when it comes to why they start getting angry on the field uh and frustrated so is it possible do we still get like is Altuve gonna get I'm not saying I mean he obviously can't get booed but like is it gonna be this thing where you might hear on tv people like shouting at the Astros dugout like it might make for some incredible comedy and it might be also really awkward where like maybe people don't want to say what they would usually start saying maybe they don't do what they usually start doing because there's no fans at the ballparks you're not going to have that home field like vibe to it like what is that going to look like are people going to get hit is this going to be a controversy still because it's i don't know like i don't pandemic baseball changes it a little bit you know you know, when I was uh, 11 or 12 years old, I uh, went to Cooperstown and I saw um, an independent league ball game there. And, you know, I was used to I, I'd never been to like a minor or an independent league game before. I was used to, you know, Yankee Stadium where you can say whatever you want because who cares? You're going to get drowned out. So I was in the stands with maybe 50 other people and I was heckling the first baseman who was about <laughs> six six. 280. And um, of course, he heard me. Everyone heard me. <laughs> You know, because there's no one there. So he just yeah. kind of looked over at me and gave me this look like, oh, my God. It it just completely withered me because, you know, I was this kid and I realized, oh, wait a second. Maybe I shouldn't be saying these things when they can hear me. That's going to be fun to watch if people do that for the Astros. If they let, I don't know, 200 people in the ballpark, you know, because <laughs> you'll hear them. You know? I mean, we literally got those. I mean, and even just amongst the players, we got those things like Rizzo and uh, like where he was like somebody banged the trash can for me. Like players are just <laughs> actually making fun of the Astros. And I'm wondering if that continues and what that kind of looks like. I mean, can you imagine what a baseball brawl looks like if there's 
like no not saying that i am condoning this by any stretch but let's just be honest it's it kind of gets everybody you know turned and excited what does that look like when there's no fans and everyone's just watching <laughs> at home and they're just like there's nobody cheering or anything it's just people like i've seen this before walking down to the grocery store like that's what's gonna look like uh it's gonna be pretty incredible and i guarantee you that's what like the covid cases somehow like spike dramatically after that. There's just craziness everywhere, right? I I, I think what does a socially distant baseball brawl look like? Yeah, right. It's like you know that video of the two people flipping the bird at each other, like from across the street. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. what it looks like. Them just. I mean, it could. I just think the comedy potential. Uh, I, I'm not. Hopefully, nobody gets hurt or whatever. Nobody gets sick. I do think there's some genuine comedy potential still present though with the the Astros kind of controversy. I certainly hope so. I, I think we could all use a laugh right now with that. And uh, I mean, honestly, what are we even doing here if we can't laugh at the Astros uh, being know, idiots right? with the sign and everything? Um, I think that in all seriousness, it's not going to be as talked about as it obviously would have been. Mm-hmm. This would have been the number one storyline of the season. It was and the, then the world story, ended. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the world ended. So, I mean we're going to be talking about so many other things and yeah, it's going to be talked about as more of like, Hey, remember this is happening too. And this is bad. And you're going to hear about it in broadcasts every time that a team plays the Astros, but um, it's just not going to gather the kind of attention that it otherwise would have. It's going to bubble up, but you know, are you going to see retribution from players on the field? I don't think so. I, I think that we've all gotten a little bit of perspective and that's good. I mean, you shouldn't try to hurt anybody. That's that's bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not be barbarians. Um, but also, there's going to be other things that come out of this where it's mm-hmm. clearly not just the Astros. It's, yeah. you know, the Yankees were participating, the Red Sox, like, you know, everyone is doing something. And there's, mm-hmm. uh, I there was a report that I think I saw a couple of days ago that, the Yankees, uh, the, the commissioner repressed evidence that the Yankees yeah, yeah. were fine stealing. And that should be a bigger story under normal circumstances, shouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. So I think part of it being, yeah. Is the, you know, the commissioner of baseball, whenever there's something bad that happens, um, like the sign stealing, like anything the Astros did, like all 17 of the Astros separate interrelated scandals um, with Brandon Taubman, with everything. Their big thing is like, okay, let's just try and give the illusion that we're punishing this so that Mm -hmm. we can sweep it under the rug as fast as possible and hope that it goes away. And it never works. It has (laughs) never worked. They say the cover-up's worse than the crime, man. Right, right. But they don't learn. They still (laughs) try and cover it up. Yeah. Uh, It's still like, okay, let's try and contain this to just the Astros and we'll have punishments for them that look severe. So we can all just kind of move on and talk about the baseball season. But like, you know, more stuff was always going to come out and they had to know that too, but they, they just wanted to try and get past it. So the other shoe is going to drop. We don't know exactly how big the thud is going to be and, uh, or what form it's going to take, but there's going to be more to the story that comes out, whether it's about the Astros or not. I don't know. I suspect that we're going to hear about this from other teams. We're going to have other details and, the it's going to come out that the commissioner knew about it and should have done something about it and we're going to have a whole big thing because they had to have known more was going on and they 
they just, you know, kind of wanted to put the kibosh on it. But, you know, like I said, that uh, has never worked for them before, and it's not going to work this time either. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think I don't remember if I've told the story on the podcast. Uh, my apologies for everybody who uh, might have heard it before already, but I love telling it. Uh, just how the Yankees are part of and I am part Yankees fan, by the way. I've said this on the podcast. The Padres fans get super mad at me, right? I was at the bar for the ALDS. The ALDS, right? Why am I forgetting this? The the Yankees and Division Astros. Series, yeah. Division Series? Okay, just make it. Wow, yeah, the Yankees oh, really got year, it. Uh, was this past ALDS. year. Oh, it was the CS, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That's that's what I figured. I was about to say. Um, so I was actually at a bar to watch the game with a bunch of these other Yankee fans, and we watched the DJ LeMahieu home run. And I like citing this because it was the ultimate. I think it's right now the premier example in my life of the highest of highs and lowest of lows, where like the seeing the DJ LeMahieu thing, and I'm not like a big bar guy either, but like. Being around the same people who are all rooted for the same thing, it's. I think it's a three-two count. He takes it, and everyone's doing that thing where they rise with each other, like at the same time. They're like, like almost like they're trying to ascend the ball, and it goes out. And it looked like, like the Raptors when they won the championship in Toronto, right? It looks like, like a parade. Like it's insanity. And then the Chapman thing happens. He gives it up to Altuve, and then what happened is this guy actually threw a drink in the vicinity of a friend of mine because the TV was like right behind us to hit the TV and it splashes over us. We just got it sat there. Like I almost, I didn't care. I was even mad. I was just like upset that the Yankees lost, but then also it was just like, I, I was even mad. I was just shocked. Like my friend. And, I, and then like the dude's uh, girlfriend was like mouthing to us. Like, I'm sorry. Like this whole thing. And it was, I was like, how did this happen? How did we go from, Oh my God, the Yankees are going to take this to game seven to, Oh yeah, Araldis Chapman threw like the worst possible pitch in his repertoire to the best, like one of the best hitters on the uh, the Astros team. It was nuts, and it's funny that to bring the story full circle, like how much that moment is different now. It's viewed differently. Um, mm-hmm. I know people the the day the buzzers conspiracy series like started breaking on Twitter was elite content. I loved every second of it, but it's true. Oh, yeah. Like all these Astros moments, and I know the Astros fans get really upset, but. And I don't like being too mean to them because it must really suck if your team isn't like a super historical franchise and you finally win and you have literally everything goes right and all these great players and players that people like too. That's another thing I think people forget. Like personality wise, very likable players from Bregman yes. to Altuve. I know they don't like them now and to from Verlander, like Verlander gets his championship ring finally, right? Like really exciting stuff. And then it stinks to see, like, oh, no, you guys cheated incredibly. It wasn't like the Michael Pineda pine tar thing, which, by the mm-hmm. way, one of my favorite baseball moments of the last decade. That, that is one of the funnier things I've ever seen. He yeah. tried it on the same team. I don't think the Red Sox cared. <laughs> and this dude, they were like, I mean, dude, <laughs> like you're just making it, it up. It was this, this, like, sticky black <laughs> patch on his <laughs> gleaming, sweaty neck. It was, it was incredible. So <laughs> it was it was so blatant, and it was against the same team. The Red Sox probably yeah. didn't care the first time. They were like, "Whatever." People find ways to do this all the time, right? But then they're like, "Wow, really? <laughs> like, yeah, yep. we're going to complain about this? It's ridiculous." That was incredible. But so it's not like that type of incident, but it's just this incident where, yeah, there's kind of like a code that seems to have been definitely broken by the Astros here that players are upset with. Um, they're more upset about this than I remember. I think it was. I think it was Walker Bueller on the Dodgers was like, I'd rather throw to someone 
uh, that was taking steroids versus someone who knew every pitch that I was throwing. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of where it rings true to. I'm curious to see how it plays out, though. Um, that's yes, my that's my I, big story. And shout out Michael yeah, Pineda, great Yankee, <laughs> great player, oh, great Yankee. <laughs> he was great, so much they fun. Trade too. They traded Jesus Montero. I was originally yeah. upset when they made that trade because um, uh, I thought Jesus Montero was going to be the next Carlos Delgado, and <laughs> he did not. Um, my no, dad. Maybe this is a politically incorrect term, but my dad did say it. Uh, he doesn't mean it in any way, but he liked calling Pineda a twitch. That's what he would call him because he was always like stretching. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that guy really was like the ultimate. I, I loved it because I was like, I would do the same thing if I, I I hate the idea of just like standing still and throw your next pitch. Like I would definitely be one of those people who's just moving around constantly to make sure everything feels like, you know, stretched out and whatnot. Because baseball isn't exactly, you know, soccer. You're not moving around all the time constantly. Um, yeah, exactly. So now I'm with you. Like the standing yeah. still part of it, uh, I couldn't do that. I, I have yeah. to be. Um, my ideal position is DH. Yeah, I, I know. Yes. <laughs> everyone, everyone says that it's absolutely it's so much fun. <laughs> Whoever says that they hate like the DH, like you didn't play enough, man. It's so much fun. You just get to like watch <laughs> your play. Oh, oh, I'm up to bat. Okay, cool. And then you go up there, you take your hacks and get on base or not. You just, you just kind of hang out. It's like watching. Well, it's just like participation. Storyline, the NLDH. Yeah, you that's another. So yeah, that was that's a whole other story too. You got to I mean, probably save that for another time. For whatever, almost fifty years, mm-hmm. and now the universal DH, the long prophesied universal DH is here. Um, how do different NL teams respond to that? Because they weren't built for this. They built their rosters in the off season before any of this happened before they knew there was going to be a DH this season. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how do you, um, how do you find nine position players on the Marlins worth starting? I mean, that's, that's hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of hard to do. Um, So what are, what are some other like storylines that you're looking forward to for the season? Now that our big Yankees Astros talk is done. Yeah. Well, the other rule changes too. Um, you know, be they temporary or permanent. Um, obviously, the, the Universal DH is here to stay. But, you know, the the man on second base and extra innings rule, um, the taxi squad with uh, the expanded 30-man rosters, um, baseball, like the structure of baseball is just going to be very different this season in terms of not only how it's played, but also who's on the team. So how do teams use – oh, and the one rule that was actually supposed to be for the season, which is the three-batter minimum. Mm-hmm. So baseball is going to look very different this season in a lot of ways than it ever has before with all these new rule changes, irrespective of the fact that, you know, a lot of people are are not even going to be here and, and no fans and things like that. But um, how do people respond to these rule changes, teams that are, you know – more innovative with their use of players and use of pitchers like the Rays or the athletics. What are they going to do with all this stuff? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to get kind of funky there. So um, it, it's kind of almost like September baseball when they had 40 man rosters, except all the time. Yeah. And I'm not sure what that's going to look like. You're going to have, I think a lot more innings thrown by, guys who are just not very good um because maybe the starters are not going to go as long you're going to have more pitchers um i don't know if people's 
if everyone's endurance is going to be up there, but you're going to see a, maybe a few less innings thrown by legitimate major leaguers and a few more innings thrown by quad A back and forth fringe roster type guys. So how does that all work out? The baseball. Remember remember last year when we were just talking about how big the juice ball was? I mean, yeah. that was like 40 storylines yeah. ago. And um, Dr. Meredith Wills, who is, she's a singularly amazing uh, writer and researcher. um, And she's the one who, you know, she's an astrophysicist. She's the one who actually like literally took apart the baseballs and measured it and said, no, the baseball's different. And here's the reasons why. And um, she has said that in her opinion, if anything, 2020, the baseball is supposed to get even more lively or at least stay the same as it was in 2019. So the Twins set a record with 307 home runs last year. Um, yeah. And in a 60-game season, uh, I think they'll break that record again. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. Um, it's it's true. This, I think in general, if there is an overall consensus number one storyline, it's just what does baseball look like, whether it be yeah. – the Astros part of it, like what does it look like with that versus just 60 games and the fact that any team can make it result the rule changes you just discussed. It's very, in a way, I know you can't take everything in a vacuum right now. Nobody should. They should definitely pay attention to what's going on and why we're in this situation. But if you just look at it from that perspective, it's like it's kind of exciting like that we get this kind of new thing thrown into the base like a little monkey wrench thrown into the whole system as a whole. Um, I'm kind of excited for that, truth be told, honestly. Um, Me too. Every single you know, thing. it's like when you watch a TV show and they have one episode in the TV show that's just very different than the others. Yes. Where it's always a side character or something yeah. or mm-hmm. it's a musical episode or whatever it is. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and then it goes back to normal. That's mm-hmm. kind of what we're seeing here. We're seeing a, a very off script episode of MLB from what we're used to seeing. And guys, I just wanted to cut it off there. That's right. Part three is done. You'll have to stay tuned for part four, part quattro of my talk with Mr. Daniel Epsi. Before I let you guys get out of here, I just want to deliver a message from our sponsor, CBDMD. It's really important that you guys kind of stay healthy, I feel like, during these times. In this place, they really got that stuff that you need. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day on a uh, an office chair or whatever, or an eight hours on a, on a bed chair, or I don't even know what I'm... No, I'm still on my bed, I guess right now but still it's important that you kind of you know remain active and kind of get your energy and support that you need to make it through the day luckily our friends at cbdmd have an amazing duo to help you do just that and you can regroup and recharge they've got cbd freeze with menthol which is this award-winning product that offers like an instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy to use way and they've got cbd recover which combines cbd with inflammation fighting compounds to give you the support you need where it matters most um it's really great stuff guys i really recommend it and honestly it's I think it's really relatable. We all need to kind of have that support to make it through the day. Seriously. I mean, I, I don't I don't wanna start getting too deep into it, but it, these are tough times. And I know plenty of people wanna, you know, take care of themselves in a variety of ways. The C B D M D could definitely help you with that. To make it even easier though for all this this aforementioned stuff that we're talking about here, guys, and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're actually offering all our listeners twenty five percent off your next order when you use the promo code locked on MLB at checkout. So go do that. It's awesome. Once again, guys, that's cbdmd.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off. Pretty good deal for your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. And now with that being said, guys, that about does it. 
officially for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast where you get your podcast from, guys. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. Part four of this, part quattro, as I said, uh, will probably be coming out on Thursday in honor of kind of the season officially kicking off. I've got something coming with the D-backs later, and yeah, it's all there is to say, man. Got lots of good stuff. You know what I mean? There's this... It's just the the party don't stop. You know what I'm saying? And the Angels crossover. We're gonna have that tomorrow too. So, uh, yeah, this is this is a good time, guys. Let's all let's all try and enjoy uh, in a vacuum. I know we shouldn't necessarily be doing that, but in a vacuum still. Uh, until next time, guys. Stay safe and of course stay faithful, my fire faithful homies. Take care. <laughs>